This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 136. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. And this is Brett Hurst. And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, today's episode is called Too Much Busyness. Oh. Which is very fitting for us right now. We are in one of the busier seasons of our life right now. I was so busy, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) In fact, I had asked you last week, I was like, we can't seem to be in the same space at the same time to record. Can I just do this one by myself? And you were (laughs) like, it's about busyness. We should probably make time to be together for this. So I'm taking the cue for the title from the old Berenstein Bears book series that we had when our kids were little. In fact, our daughter still has her whole set of Berenstein Bears books. She's a little sentimental. I know, but they always had a title like too much birthday, too much whatever, you know, and so this is too much busyness. So, you know, I remember, Brett, when we were meeting with couples during the original year of the pandemic, so Uh 2020, we did lots of tune-ups that year. One of the things we kept hearing from couples is, boy, we are just loving this new phase of more family dinners at the table and, you know, family walks in the evening. It was a big shift for them to have a lot of extra time on their hands. And it was, it was a wonderful shift. I mean, if you, if you're trying to look for silver lining in Mm -hmm. a pandemic, yeah. but I feel like we've now shifted back. And I remember couples saying to us, we will never go back uh-huh. to an overscheduled calendar. But now it seems like everybody's playing catch up. Yes, catch up. And so we are in the thick of not only swinging back, but like swinging back hard. <laughs> you know, just our calendars are so full. Well, we were talking about this very thing last night with our married life group. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the fact that busyness corrupts your conversations. I mean, primarily it interferes with your ability to have conversations because like you were saying at the top, we're not even in the same room at the same time Mm -hmm. often. So yeah, as you could say, it's that busyness is the arch enemy of marriage. I mean, not that people don't enjoy being busy in a healthy way, like you want to be active and doing work that you enjoy and all of that. Certainly. But when we reach the point where we just don't have any time together, that can really start to be destructive. Right. So that's a good question to ask is, you know, when are you not pressed for time? Mm-hmm. There's got to be that component of your life. Got to have margin. When's the last time you and your spouse just had an uninterrupted conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, Brett, you and I just a couple of weeks ago led our annual marriage retreat. And that we always tell couples that's the real magic of the retreat is that you don't have people breathing down your neck, whether that's children, bosses, neighbors, you know, whatever. It's time that's specifically designed to connect with one another. Yeah. And right. that uninterrupted time is magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no, 
I, I really, I'm not using hyperbole, like it really is incredibly important. How else does busyness interfere with our lives? I think it depletes your love life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because romance and affection, to a certain extent, take time. Takes time? It takes time. Well, that's what you're always telling me. Well, <laughs> yes, I am. But, you know, you you just, there are some things in life you just can't rush. I mean, there's a quickie here and there, nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking necessarily, I'm just talking about romance and affection and deep connection. All of that takes focus, it takes time, mm-hmm. it takes uninterruption. And when you are so busy that you don't even have time to just even sit on the couch together Mm -hmm. and just be like, hey, let's just check in. How was your day? You know, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, It can really erode the affection part of your your relationship. Yeah. And I think also when you don't have margin, it steals your fun. I mean, it, it, it takes away opportunities to to have fun events in your life. Mm-hmm. But also, even if you got to the events, mm-hmm. you're not ready to have fun because you're so wound up and keyed up from being on adrenaline all the time. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes we think, yeah, the, I, I think it's important to ask the question, what is fun for me? What do I really enjoy? What do I look forward to doing? Mm-hmm. A lot of the things, sometimes when I kind of just look at my calendar, sometimes I'll go, Nothing on this calendar looks fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I enjoy my work, but when I'm overloaded and I, I don't have any margin, it's right. not enjoyable. Right. The thing that I, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day, we were talking about, you know, do you enjoy cooking? And I said, yes, I, I do enjoy cooking, but only when I've got time to really just take my time with it. Mm-hmm. As soon as it becomes I'm rushed and stressed and I'm under a deadline, then it becomes not enjoyable at all to me anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. So you don't want it to steal your fun. Exactly. Busyness also, in my opinion, erodes your soul. Erodes your soul. Now, it, what do you mean? Well, it depletes your, I'm talking spiritually here, it, de- mm-hmm. it depletes your inner resources. Mm-hmm, you know, there's a very important scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. There's reminders all through scripture that we are too busy. That mm-hmm. That's what the Sabbath is for. Mm-hmm. It's for rest. It's for reflection. It's for, you know, being contemplative and and all of that stuff, you don't. There's no shortcut, no short circuiting through it. it. It's either you take the time, or you don't at all. Mm-hmm. And so, I think God had to put in reminders in His Word because we're not naturally good at it at taking the time. At taking the time, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So, what do you think are some indicators? So, like when we sit down with a couple and they tell us, you know. We haven't had a date night in six months. Mm-hmm. We are so over, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What are some indicators that, that that's going on? Well, we typically see it, you know, that they're being short with each other or not very communicative or, or maybe not even very kind with one another mm-hmm. because they're just used to not, because even that takes time and an art to, you know, think about nice things you want to say. Yeah. I think when when you're ex, when you're experiencing irritability and or fatigue and th- 
not just once in a while, you know, everyone has a busy season, you know, work, there's something pressing at work or, you know, you're in a championship season with your kids sports or, you know, it's the holidays or something. I get that. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about when the language is just over and over and over again. I'm so busy. I don't ever have time to catch up. And we find ourselves really being snippy with each other, tired all the time. I mean, this is this is what is true in the Hearst house for sure. When we're overscheduled, we're not good <laughs> for no. each other. Right. And and even when our kids were growing up, how they would kind of let us know that we were being too busy. Yeah. And they had their ways of doing that. Yeah. Right. I think I've said in past episodes that when I remember our youngest, Caleb, when he was about in fifth grade, maybe, he said to me one night, and this is when he was really playing a lot of baseball uh-huh. and doing sports he all the time. Busy. He was busy. But he said to me, Mom, could we just have a mush night tonight? And I said, what is a mush night? And he goes, oh, that's just what I call it when we don't do anything. And we just like get to watch TV and order a pizza and like be comfy. And I was like, oh my gosh, if my fifth grader is asking for that, things are out of out of whack. Something's up. Yeah. And, you know, so another thing to think about is, you know, when your priorities are based outside of the home. So if work, school, or outside activities play a more important role than the relationships inside the home, then your priorities, in my opinion, are out of line. Definitely needs a closer look. Yeah. And I will say, you know, before we even get into the thick of this conversation, this is such countercultural mm-hmm. stuff that we're right. talking about. Yeah. Or at least where we live, you know, the suburbs and, you know, big cities where there's just opportunities to do so many different things. It's kind of a badge of honor to be busier than the next person mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, another indicator is when you feel like you're giving lip service to the important things in life. So you say, this is important to me. You know, you say that your marriage is the most important relationship you have, but you haven't you haven't been on a date in months. Or you talk about how your family's such a priority, but you haven't sat down together at the dinner table for a leisure leisurely meal in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, Time Magazine. Now it's been a long time since they ran this cover, but they did a cover story uh, well over a decade, probably decade and a half ago, talking about how Americans don't eat around the dinner table anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we typically have our meals rushed if we're even together mm-hmm. around the giant screen TV or whatever. <laughs> you know, or we eat in shifts, you know, the kids shifts. eat and then the parents eat. So what's, what is the net result of that? There's conversations that aren't happening. Yeah. There's information that's not being exchanged. There's caring mm-hmm. for one another. That's not taking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's detrimental to our health and to the health of our relationships. Yeah. And that's why I think so many families were loving that early season of the pandemic. I know there were huge issues that were difficult and challenging, but one of the things that kept coming back to us was, you know, we're all four or five sitting at the family dinner table at the same time and we're taking our time because there's nowhere to be, Right, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really important. Uh, yeah. So when your spouse or your children are telling you that you're not present, mm-hmm. you know, that your mind is always somewhere else. Need to pay attention to Or that. you're checking your phone all the time. We just heard we were at a wedding this weekend and and one of the pastors who was officiating said 
be wherever your feet are. Mm -hmm. And I love kind of just the practicality of that. Like if I'm at home, I want my mind and my heart to be at home. That's one of the greatest gifts of being a grandparent, by the way, Mm. is because people ask me all the time, what's the best thing? And I go, the best thing really is that as a grandparent, you are fully present yeah. with them. Yeah, the I'm best. not trying to do 20 other things mm-hmm. while I'm just playing on the floor with them yeah. and that, or reading a book and nothing else has my attention mm-hmm. or just is distracting me. Yeah. And, you know, people can't believe we're serious when we say we don't mind changing diapers and things yeah. like that. It's because we're in the moment, yeah. you know, and it's just not, it's not a burden. Uh, when you're not rushed. Now, if if we had to run to do 20 different things in that allotted time, uh-huh. then it would be. Yeah, for sure. Another indicator is when you start to feel like everything you do is giving and you don't experience much that feeds you. And I'm talking about feeding your soul here, which is a phrase you love to make fun of, Brett. But (laughs) things are out of balance. Things are out of balance when that happens. You know, when we sit down with a couple who's overloaded, it, it almost feels cruel to say to them, you know, well, what's feeding your soul? Like, what are you doing for self and soul care? And like, they feeding, look at us like, are you soul. kidding? I don't have 10 minutes to do anything, you know. Right. But the truth of the matter is we humans aren't created to do too much of either of those things, either giving and receiving, oh, giving and receiving. Can't give and receive at that, the same time. Yeah. And if we give 100% of the time and we're not receiving, we'll burn out. Mm-hmm. And if we're receiving 100% of the time and not giving, we'll mm. whatever, die on the vine or something. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to feed our souls constantly, but we can't give and give without filling up our own tank as well. So that's an indicator, I think. Yeah. Got to get resourced and filled up so you have something to give. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also that you just, um, you know, things need more attention when you find that all of your transition times, you know, all the in-between things that you do, like commuting, riding in a car, standing in line, Mm -hmm. uh, waiting at a doctor's office, eating Mm -hmm. lunch, you know, that all of those you're like, oh, thank God I have this moment so that I can check my phone and actually do email and, and, you know, catch up on something because you don't have any downtime. And so it's, uh, you don't even have any work time Mm -hmm. because you're too overloaded. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Anytime I go to a doctor's office or a dental office, I always make a point of just kind of looking around the waiting room and going, I am the only person who, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I typically don't want to have to pull my phone out just when I have five or 10 minutes to sit and wait. Mm -hmm. Because frankly, I enjoy just kind of not having to do anything. Right. <laughs> That's just me being weird, I guess. But but I, I am rarely joined with other people of doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their phone out. Well, you just got to be intentional in protecting some downtime so that your uptime will be worth something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so many people that coach executives, you know, one of the key things that seems to be common is that you need to learn to say no till your tongue bleeds, as mm. one person said. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot do everything. Yeah. You know, and uh, even great leaders do not do everything. Mm-hmm. A, they're incapable of doing that, mm-hmm. even if they think they are capable of doing it. Jesus said no. He did. On occasion. Jesus, who was needed more than anyone else, mm-hmm. took the time to leave the crowds, yep. to get alone with God, to get refreshed, to get renewed, mm-hmm. to align himself back with God's will mm-hmm. so that he knew what his next 
things were that he was being called to do in that given day. Yeah. I think there's a passage in Mark where it specifically says, while people were pressing in yeah. to see him, mm-hmm. he went away and and got by himself. So we don't have to always think, well, as soon as my schedule lets up, then I'll get back to my quiet time. Or as soon as something happens, then we'll, well, as soon as it, you know, kind of mellows out, life's probably never going to mellow out, right. you know, we're, and we're waiting for nothing. <laughs> well, I like some of the language we've adopted in the last couple of years where it had become a thing because we do so much presenting and we do so much uh, working with couples and, and all kinds of other things, just start things in our personal life uh, that we would, in a very congested part of our schedule, we would say, well, okay, well, I can't wait till we get past. Yeah. Seven days from now, mm-hmm. because then we'll have knocked out these events. Well, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't want to live my life that I know, way. I know. You know, I want to enjoy these events, even the things that are a little bit more challenging or a little bit more difficult or the harder aspects of your mm-hmm. of your day to day job. Don't you want to enjoy those things as much as you possibly can? Yeah. You know, so so it's it's not only creating enough margin for you b- to be able to enjoy it, but it's also adopting the right attitude of just mm-hmm. saying. Okay, I'm going to be full out mm-hmm. in the moments that I do have. But in order to do that, I've got to make sure I don't have too many events. That's right. And that I'm taking care of myself in the downtime. Yeah. yeah. One more indicator would be if you just notice that your life is nothing in your life is getting your best mm-hmm. without other areas getting the leftovers. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when I know that th- something has to get tweaked is if I'm giving 100% to one thing and I feel like I'm just totally dropping the ball or I'm not present in yeah. another area. And nobody feels good about themselves when they're halfway doing something and they're, you know, um, just leaving things undone and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you think we're going to move into talking about the cures. We're not? To too much busyness. No. No. Because we're going to take a break. And we're going to end this episode. Oh. (laughs) And we'll talk about the cures in the next episode. Well, okay. We're going to part two this puppy. Yeah. We're not going to cram too much information in one episode. I like your style. Let it breathe, baby. Thank you very much. All right. Well, if you would like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. And if you're enjoying Marriage to the Max, help us keep it going by supporting Home Encouragement. Just go to homeencouragement.org and click the donate button. Any amount will help. Also, we'd be thrilled if you would rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people to find Marriage to the Max. Well, thank y'all so much for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.